Hello and welcome to another season of Marketing Connected, where we discuss pertinent topics with leaders in the marketing and advertising industry. I am your host, Janice Tan. In this episode, we explore why PR is vital for startups and how can startups get noticed in the early days. Moderating this panel at the PR Asia 2020 conference is Deepa Balji, Marketing Communications Director at S4 Capital Asia Pacific. She is joined by Harumi Supit, Head of Corporate Communications at OVO Indonesia, Noshaba Salaudin, Director of Global PR and Communication at Zilingo Singapore, and Nila Marita, Chief of Corporate Affairs at Gojek Indonesia. Now let's get down to the panel today. Now to frame and define a startup, a startup is a young company that has developed a unique business idea aims to make an instant impact and take over the market. A lot of startups are founded addressing a gap in the market with a problem to solve, disrupting the industries they are in, founded by influential entrepreneurs such as Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, or Elon Musk. Highly valued startups are known as unicorns, which is a reference to their elusiveness. Here we are in Singapore, headquarters to a number of startups. My first question for the three of you today is, why is PR vital for startups? I think we could all jump in. Um, I'm, let me just say before I start that I'm really thrilled to be on this panel. I think um, it's really exciting that um, you know, the role of PR and communications is being um, increasingly recognized, I would say, as a success factor in the startup world. Um, I think you know, the role of PR can vary depending on the stage of startup you're in, right? If you're a bootstrap startup, really small, it's gonna be sort of a different set of responsibilities than it is at a unicorn. But it, I really think it all comes down to, you know, you've gotta get have a good story that's really authentic to what you're doing um, and you need to get it out there consistently in a way that really resonates with, um, you know, your target audience, which is gonna be different, right? Depending if you're B2B, B2C or um, whoever you're addressing. And what about you, Nila? Why why is PR vital for startups? Yeah, uh, thanks, Deepa, and thank you for having me here. Well, first of all, in the world that we live in today, information is easily accessible um, for, from a multitude of sources within seconds. PR plays a crucial role in determining the type of content people consume and in shaping uh, public perception. Good and creative PR can go a long way in creating a positive image uh, for a startup. So startup also often have many stakeholders from investors to business partners and consumer. So PR is vital in ensuring that all these stakeholders receive consistent and relevant messages. This ultimately helps the business to gain trust and credibility among the various group. Um, To share a little bit uh, about Gojek, uh, at Gojek, we have a wide range of stakeholders, which includes investor, drivers, merchants, uh, and consumers. Uh, as such, our focus is on ensuring that we have a clear narrative that helps all of them feel connected to the business while showcasing the unique nature of Gojek work. So for example, one of the way we bring this across to investor to consumer is by sharing relevant, inspiring stories of how we help consumer to remove the, their daily friction to how we help uh, driver and merchants to you know, elevate their, their life. This enables them to better understand the business and how Gojek is making an impact on both our partners and consumers' daily life. 
while ultimately helping to foster a closer relationship with our brand. Adding on to what Harumi and Neela both said, PR is definitely vital for startups and emerging businesses because it is the ultimate vessel you use to convey your story and brand narrative according to your target audience and also um, create, you know, you know, according to, you know, create a, an impression according to the demography you're trying to target. You can use it to instill trust, um, educate your target audience about who you are. And there's so much noise and clutter out there. So it's very important to be, have a very strong message that states what problem statement you're trying to solve. So that's a really interesting point that you bring up. Um, what would then be the focal point for startups, especially in the PR department or in the PR function? How would you narrow down what you're telling to the journalists who are one of the you know, major external stakeholders to carry that brand far and wide? I think it's important to know who you are as a brand and what what kind of brand you aspire to be, what your story is. So nailing down your USBs um, is very important. Uh, for us, what's worked really well is the founder's growth stories. And at the same time, you need to know your audience and map your approach accordingly. And you also need to acknowledge and leverage the power of social media. I cannot stress this enough uh, on mastering the art of communication across different social media platforms. Um, Along with that, you also cannot underestimate the power of customer testimonials. A startup's good work in progress needs to be showcased widely. And um, a really good approach is to have the work speak for itself. Um, you also have to promote the brand with eternal, internal help because your employees are your biggest brand equity. Um, so with startups, you have the advantage of promoting the whole package. And Zilingo, thankfully, has a spirited and diverse workforce whom we routinely involve to bring out the human angle in our business. So when employees partake in internal opportunities and feel appreciated, they subsequently engage in social interaction. This adds to brand visibility organically. Uh, similarly, we have seen that highlighting employee case stories, personal wins reflect well on our work culture and it definitely helps to build trust. That's a great viewpoint. So Neela, I mean, you know, for you and Gojek, Gojek, you know, started out as a ride hailing app and now it's, you know, have this, it has this broad spectrum, right? With how the business has just um, catapulted, I would say. I mean, wh what has been the focal point uh, in the PR strategy? Right. So I think there's three pillar here for Gojek. Again, you know, with the, with the, reality that we have like very wide stakeholder from investor to you know drivers and merchants on the street uh, the first pillar is about the authenticity right so gojek was born uh, because we want to solve problems right at 10 years ago the problem was you know limited uh, pu pu public transport uh, uh, mode where you know we, we came up with this um, idea of uh, not yet right hailing with technology we started even from a call center because at that time you know we haven't got the funds from investors 
But since day one, it was about how we solve people's problem at this, while at the same time, you know, um, giving more opportunity for uh, our partners to have a better livelihood. So it's more the authenticity and having meaningful conversation that uh, becomes our focal points. The second one is about um, how we basically, you know, to, to, to repeat on Noshaba uh, said that, you know, what problem that we are solving, um, you know, from having just one or two services from ride hailing, food delivery, that now becomes, you know, the, 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 the leaders in the market, now to have, um, you know, 20 services under one app. Um, so we really start from, you know, the way we grow the business is really start from what problem is out there that we can solve. So for example, in the first few years, it was, you know, uh, ride hailing, food delivery, um, logistic, you know, sending takes through GoSend, for example. But um, as time comes, you know, in 2016 or 17, we see that a lot of, you know, uh, our customer are requesting or, you know, having this problem of, hey, you know, we don't have small change to pay the drivers, right? Because we pay in cash. Then, you know, that's why we see that, okay, we need to have this, you know, digital payment, uh, as you know, GoPay now, so we can help customer to transact more easily. So, so again, the problem that we solve being one of the anchor of our communication. The third one is about social impact. Um, we have 2.5 million uh, drivers in the region and uh, 900,000 uh, merchants in the region. So how, you know, the business um, really helped them, you know, giving them access and opportunity to have better income and, you know, move up the ladder in terms of business growth. I wanted to shift gears a little bit and talk about how do startups generally get noticed when you're not a unicorn yet? What were the early days like um, across your businesses? Uh, Harumi, would you like to have a go there? I think with Ovo um, in particular, the way we really went about it was to collaborate. So, you know, I think it's really incredible that Ovo managed to become a unicorn in three years. I think that's, that's definitely a record for Indonesia and possibly for the region. I um, mean, I would say the key to that was definitely the partnerships. So, um, you know, apart from launching in a country with the kinds of demographics and um, fundamentals that Indonesia has, the fact that um, we were able to partner with a range of retailers and then as well with Grab and Tokopedia, which is the country's number one um, e-commerce website, that really propelled us into people's lives. And then it also created a solution for our partners because they didn't have e-wallet capability. Um, so I think specifically to Ovo, that's really worked well. And then people found that, you know what, it, it's, uh, it's a really good solution and that's really propelled our growth. And what about for you, Noshaba? How did you get, you know, Zilingo noticed? It's a it's a great question. I feel like the answer to this evolves with company to company and brand to brand. There's no one size that fits all. Um, what's worked for us is the strategic supporting narratives to our key messaging. So for starters, um, Zilingo was a as a brand was able to make a breakthrough due to the novelty of our founder's background, um, the Zilingo Foundation story, and our concept as a market leveler for merchants and businesses. But we found um, great traction and acceptance every time our CEO Ankiti Bose went vocal about gender diversity in the workplace empowering women workforce and um, sustainable business approach. We signed the UN sustainability principles, undertook internal initiatives at being an inclusive and diverse employer of choice, 
and for supporting women factory workers through our initiative called She Works. So the multiple PR campaigns designed around these approaches did help catapult Dilingo's brand value and as an employer of choice. But there's so many tech players out there, right? And the reporters, the media can be very wary, you know, of, of all the tech players. I mean, how do you build trust with journalists that, well, this startup is not going to go bust? So Harumi, let me move it back to you. Like, how, how was that in the early days with Ovo? I, to be honest, I wasn't there in the early days. I'm a relatively recent joiner. Uh, but, you know, I've come in at a point when I, I think there's a lot of excitement about the tech scene and journalists are really hunting, right, both for good stories as well as for bad stories because, you know, it's really exciting, right, when, when there are problems with the media. Um, so I, but I've also, I've always enjoyed talking to media, to be honest. I think a lot of them are highly professional and they understand there are certain areas that, you know, we're not going to talk about. Um, but if we can give them interesting narratives, that's also something that, you know, they'd be really, really interested in. So I always think that it's important to stay, you know, honest and authentic. And if there are areas that you're not comfortable talking about, you know, you let that's fine. You can let them know and talk up to them about areas that are interesting, about things that are going on, because the media does like to keep informed. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. Um, and what about you, Naushaba? Um, you know, Zilingo in the early days, how did you gain that trust with reporters who can be quite wary of uh, tech players? Yes, we get this question a lot. And I think it's very important to, again, really know your audience and your stakeholders and you have to map your approach accordingly. Um, and any the core of any PR strategy I feel is the target audience and it varies as per the growth stage of your startup. So with Zilingo, which started as a B2C business model and gradually transitioned to offer an um, all-encompassing B2B services, this meant that we had to continuously develop our messaging and PR approach in line with the company's transitions and adjust as per the evolving target audience. Um, we reached a point when uh, you know, the often preferred medium of making it to tier one publications wasn't enough for us. As our services expanded, we opted for specializations. We realized the need to be more trade relevant. So we began exploring trade publications with respect to our domain of operation. We wanted to appear as an industry relevant entity to build trust amongst our stakeholders. And in planning our audience approach, we did try to toe adeptly the fine line between brand guidelines and the target market. I mean, while glossy and superficial messaging is great uh, for the vanity check and it will get you that mileage, it does have a limited shelf life. So your reach has to appear authentic like um, Neela mentioned and Harumi also added and it, it stay relevant to the circumstances of your target market. Thank you for listening. This podcast was created as part of Marketing Interactive's PR Asia 2020 conference. This April, join us at Marketing Interactive's Content 360 virtual conference as we touch on three main verticals, content production, content distribution, and content monetization and B2B content marketing. Held from 6th to 8th April, you will hear from industry players such as Malaysia Airlines, Mami, Tupperware Brands, Banyan Tree, and Yum Brands, among others. For more information, visit www.marketing-interactive.com.